Gotta tell this once again though Bra, V boot, no be Benzo Big heart, harder than every diamond No problem, with money no fee iron now Everything fresh, everything clear, everything big Shut the the surplus to requirement Shut up, shh, who are you talking to? They follow me tough, find a cubic Share you know this to the stacks, to the play with Share the level not too clear, what you tryna do? Big flash, big bands, see fresh Gas fillin', big bread, big flash Drip safe, gas fillin', big flash When it's all been said and done, the village square is where we all belong. It is where our voices are heard. One village, many voices. From the stables of Tech and Peace Desk comes the Village Square Radio Meeting, supported by Church in Action Netherlands. Village Square, local issues with global perspectives. Join us on Highland 101.5 FM Jaws every Tuesday from 10 a.m. to 10.45 a.m. Let's meet at the Village Square. And welcome to another Tuesday of Frank Honest Conversation. This is Village Square, your result-oriented program, your development program, your solution-driven program. Village Square is brought to you by Tech and Peace Desk with support from Church in Actions Netherlands. I am your host, Gloria Pa, the village headmistress, and by the sidelines I have my villagers supporting me, John Red and Joseph Ojedeji. Well, also with me in the studio is Dr. Atu Shishan. We shall be discussing COVID-19 apathy. So, Dr. Atu, please, can you introduce yourself to us? Um, good morning, audience. My name is Dr. Atu Shishan John, uh, Senior Registrar, Department of Internal Medicine at the Jos University Teaching Hostel, and the Vice President of the Association of Resident Doctors, Jos University Teaching Hostel. I'm happy to be uh, in this uh, program today. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dr. Atu. So, listener, if you're listening, you don't want to touch that dial. You'd want to listen and hear what we have for you today. So, talking about COVID-19 apathy, on March 11, 2020, the World Health Organization had a media briefing to declare COVID-19 outbreak a global pandemic, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, then the coronavirus was declared uh, a pandemic and then it brought a change in our lifestyle. Yeah. Now, with the cure of this virus still unknown, we just have um, talks about vaccines. We don't even know when we are receiving these vaccines, mm-hmm. but we know that it is still unknown. If the vaccines come and then they cure the virus, mm-hmm. are we going to continue taking the vaccines? Uh, are we... If we take it, are we immune for life? Does it have a lifespan or whatever? We don't know. But then on the flip side, Nigerians are growing weary and reports uh, on preventive guidelines 
are still declining mm-hmm. because people are growing weary. They don't want to comply to the preventive guidelines for to curb this situation. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at the percentage of Nigerians that seem to take COVID-19 seriously, it's still on the decline, as I've said earlier. Mm-hmm. A simple observation suggests that Nigerians are no longer scared of the virus. I tell you that. Yeah. I had some conversations with some people and they are like, this thing is not real. Yeah, so true. this this is evident if you see in the way people congregate in public places mm-hmm. uh, they commute they commune they interact with one another we see people nonchalant about the whole situation yeah. now uh, the recent statistics of total infection rate in nigeria as at today is recorded at one one hundred and twelve uh, yes, 112,000, while the death rate is recorded at 1,449. And you know, that's scary. That's yeah. enough to tell us that COVID-19 is real. Well, listener, if you're listening, this discussion will help us understand the causes of COVID-19 and then, and then the consequences of this apathy. We shall take a quick break. We'll go down to the streets, hear what people have to say. When we come back, we continue our discussions. Please stay tuned. Miss Princess Madu, I'm a student. I usually have my marks at all times. I try to wash my hands at all times. And in my school, I try to maintain social distances among me and my classmates. And after school, I try to also do the same thing at home. Good morning, oh. My name is Evelyn. I deserve for markets. Uh, me, I don't believe about this COVID 19, oh. I don't believe. Quata, quata. Because I don't see anybody where die, where my neighbor where die of COVID-19, or anybody where I see say they carry hospital go COVID-19. I they go hospital every day. I never see anybody say this person get COVID-19. So me, I never see her. Uh-huh. So me, my own be say I they wear my nose mask, I they carry my hand sanitizer because we they markets. Make authorities no can catch us. So make we also they wear. But me, I want to make an open economy so that everything go they move well. Uh-huh. Thank you. My name is Pascal Ike. I, for one, take caution. I don't go to open places anyhow. I am always with my face mask. COVID-19 is real and it's killing people. So take, take precaution and stay safe. Yo, welcome back. That was Voices from the Street. We had people's opinion about COVID-19 and we can see that largely people have this apathy towards COVID-19, which is not not good for us as a country, if you ask me. Uh, I'll be discussing with Dr. Atu Shishan. Did I get it right? Shishan, yes. Okay, Shishan. Sorry, pardon me. Yeah. He's a global villager and will do justice to this topic today. <laughs> so you're welcome once again. Thank you very much. Now, COVID-19, we've had a lot of perspectives. People say this, people say that. Uh, we had, we, we've had a lot of perspectives. Can you just tell us in your own perspective what COVID-19 apathy is all about? Um, thank you very much, um, listeners. Good morning once more. Um, I want to open my uh, statement by saying that um, COVID-19 uh, infection is uh, quite real and it has been causing a lot of havoc in terms of uh, mortality, 
that is people dying from the infection and those who have morbidity following uh, recoveries from the infection. Um, COVID-19 apathy, so to say, um, the word apathy implies um, loss of interest, uh, loss of um, people are becoming uh, wary of the fact that COVID-19 infection is with us. So, um, that, uh, this apathy uh, is as a result of uh, people attitude to uh, taking some of the protocols that has been outlined uh, to prevent the spread of this uh, infection. People have been taking it uh, uh, for like uh, for granted and they have not been serious about it. So, such to say that we, in that way, that is uh, called uh, COVID-19 apathy, loss of interest in maintaining the protocols that have been outlined to prevent the spread of the COVID-19 infection among the community. Okay, thank you very much for that. So, if we're talking of COVID-19 apathy, we are simply saying that people have lost interest yeah. in the preventive and uh, the yes preventive roles or guidelines yeah. to prevent this virus yeah. or a disease, if we if we might say. Yeah. So that's to say that people no longer wash their hands when yeah. they are supposed to. Mm. People no longer wear their mask. One exactly. of our voices said she just used the marks because mm. she's scared of authority if not she wouldn't do it yeah so that is what covid has that is what we're talking about that is the mm. apathy we're talking about thank you very much you. for that very quickly uh, listener if you're listening us listening to us you can join us on our social media on facebook at taken peace decks then you can tweet at us at taken peace decks so it's all taken peace decks at taken peace decks for both facebook and twitter so, there are misgivings about COVID-19, about having a cure by the use of local herbs and alcoholic substances. That's what some people believe, you know. Mm. Some people will say when you take ginger, you're fine. When you take garlic, you're fine. Some, mm. In fact, funny enough, I saw something on Facebook. There's this tea bag that came out and yeah. it, it had the label was COVID-19. Tea. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. So... What's, what do you have to say about those misgivings? Um, thank you very much. Um, at this point, I want to say that as it is up to now, uh, COVID-19 virus, uh, it is, uh, there's no yet uh, cure to the virus. As it is with most uh, viral infections, uh, what we have uh, at this point in time, in terms of um, management of uh, the virus, is uh, treatment of some of the symptoms that patients present. Uh, so to say, um, some of these protocols or uh, misgivings that people carry in the community uh, uh, are actually uh, not uh, correct to say that these are used uh, to cure the, the virus infection. What some of these um, agents do is that they reduce the, some, some of the symptoms okay. like nasal congestion that people have from, as a result of the as a symptom okay. of this uh, COVID-19 virus. So some of these substances like ginger, and some of this tea, what they yeah, do is that, yeah, they improve the immunity. Yeah, they improve the immunity. Aside the immunity, they also improve, uh, they clear also the, the nasal um, airway so that people feel some symptomatic uh, re relief. But in the long run, that uh, should not be used as uh, a means of cure to this viral uh, infection. So, however, some of these substances uh, or some of these uh, practices who actually improve the uh, symptomatic relief to give uh, some form of relief to patients who are infected. But that is not to say that there is a cure for the virus at the moment. Okay. 
So um, if you if we got you right, we are saying that it's it's not a yastic that when you take yeah. ginger or when you take garlic yeah. or when you take uh, whatever herb you can lay your hands on. In fact, cola nut. Yeah, yeah, cola mm. cola nut. Then the bitter cola. Yeah, some people said it cures. Mm. So if we have these symptoms, what's your advice? Well, um. I will not really discourage uh, people from using some of these uh, substances uh, because as we, we are all aware, the virus is a novel virus. This is the first time we're having uh, this kind of uh, viral infection uh, globally. So uh, anything that uh, people, practices that people will do to give them some form of relief, at this point, uh, we may not uh, discourage it completely. Okay. But what we will discourage is that practices and use of substances that will become harmful to individuals should be avoided, okay. especially people who uh, indulge, uh, who are in the habit of uh, using um, concentrated alcohol and other substances, which those uh, substances are very toxic to the body. So we discourage people from using uh, such substances. But however, for things that uh, like ginger and other uh, substances, which we know may not be uh, harmful to the body, uh, we will not uh, discourage people from using it uh, because there is no yet standard uh, treatment or cure for the viral, viral infection at the moment. Okay, so we'll get to that yeah. when we talk about the vaccines and, and uh, others. Now, COVID-19, we've had the issues of COVID-19 right from 2000. In fact, it started yeah. late, late 2019, 2019 yeah. and then through to 2020. Mm. So it's now, it's not an issue of figures again. Mm. We are seeing people dropping down. Mm. People are actually dying. So can you tell us one or two things about this second wave of COVID-19? Okay. Um, thank you very much. Um, luckily enough, I work in the isolation uh, unit uh, in Joseph University Teaching Hostel, and we manage uh, the COVID-19 patients that uh, come to us. Uh, what I would say about the second wave of COVID-19 infection uh, in Nigeria and globally um it's uh the 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 impact of this uh, virus uh, this second wave is quite immense mm -hmm. in terms of uh people who are coming down with uh symptoms and also uh, because we are not sure of the particular strain we're having now this trend looks to be uh, very virulent mm -hmm. okay a lot of people are coming down with very severe symptoms you, you know you see people having hunger uh for air hunger for oxygen and even when they are on treatment they are giving them supplemental oxygen it's still not enough some of them will need uh, what we call um, some form of uh, ventilator and what we call um, CPAP to even assist them. That, that's a machine that also gives 100% um, oxygen okay. so that they can be able to survive. I would not have uh, sufficient of such uh, machines available. So this uh, second wave uh, viral infection is quite, um, is quite uh, virulent and it's causing a lot of havoc to people. So we want to, we want to use this medium to encourage people to be aware that this one is not like the first wave where people have mild symptoms, mild to moderate symptoms, and after a few days they recover. A lot of people are coming down with severe symptoms, and I've seen people uh, succumbing to the uh, to this virus. People are actually dying from it. So people should be aware that the second wave is not uh, a child's prey, such that we we, sh we people should maintain protocols in order to prevent themselves from getting infected okay. from this virus. Okay, thank you very much. Sorry, just to digress a little bit. Yeah. Do you have enough manpower at your uh, isolation centers? Yeah, okay, thank you. Um, the issue of manpower, um, 
at the moment we used to have uh, enough manpower but with the uh, coming of this second wave and we have influx of patients coming down with uh with this virus a lot of the at this at the moment i would say that the manpower is uh being um it's been in stretch at the, okay. at the, at the moment okay. because more patients are coming every day you, you go to the emergency you have two or three patients coming with suspected COVID-19 infection with signs and symptoms suggestive of that and we don't have enough what I would even say at the moment is uh, based on my experience is we have uh, little, we don't have enough uh, space to even accommodate some of these patients so some of them may have to wait for two three days in the emergency before they can be moved to the holding area and get treated so manpower is actually becoming a challenge for us, even in uh, for us working in the association center. Okay, so sorry, I hope we are not digressing. But yeah. if we, if you're being overstretched or overwhelmed, if I be say, yeah. what's the average number of patients you get daily? Okay, um, usually uh, on the average, we have people who come. People who come with mild, in fact, okay. asymptomatic and mild to moderate symptoms. Okay. Okay. Those ones usually come and they are usually seen, and they will go home and do what we call home care. Okay. Yeah. So you have up to five to ten persons coming uh, with such symptoms. Okay. But those who come with severe symptoms, those who need uh, oxygen supplementation, mm. uh, those who we actually admit and such, we see about three to five patients coming every day with severe symptoms. Mm. So in essence, you have up to uh, 10 to 15 patients mm. coming down with symptoms of COVID-19 daily. And also the wards, we have two wards in Jude, for instance, we have the um, holding area where people with suspected symptoms are being kept while awaiting the, their, their uh, result to, to be out. And that ward, at all, uh, from my experience throughout last week um, and the previous week, the ward has always been filled up. We have about um, 15 bed capacity and at all times you have almost uh, the capacity of that uh, ward is filled, filled up. up so yes. don't you think that's more harm to the patients there too harm well um, I wouldn't really say harm because uh, in that place they get the, the best of care actually Okay. Yeah, they get, they get the best, best of care they have doctors and nurses attending to them and they have access to uh, oxygen therapy okay. in that place and even when they need ventilators ventilators are available okay. in, that, uh, in that place for them Okay, thank you yeah. very much. So, sorry, we are still talking about the second wave. Yeah. Uh, then we'll come back to the apathy. Thank now, you. this second wave, we've had um, vaccines. Uh, mm, this please. vaccine, can it help this second wave or this variant now? Because yeah. we know the second wave came with a different variant. Will this vaccine still work for this new variant? Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, the issue of vaccine, as we are aware, is still uh, not available with us. Um, but based on uh, research and what we have uh, found out from uh, what we read um, from papers, the vaccine that is uh, being produced, especially the one by by Pfizer, has about ninety-three to ninety-four percent efficacy. Okay. Uh, so for any type of strength, actually, because the technology they deployed this time around to produce uh, the vaccine is actually a new uh, technology. And it's, called, uh, it's what we call mRNA. So it's a form of uh, technology that uh, has been used for the first time to produce the vaccine. So this particular vaccine will actually cover uh, all types of uh, strengths. But the challenge that we we'll have is 
the availability okay of the vaccine because of the cost and also some of the things you need in, to have in place to be able to uh, make the uh, to store some of these vaccines because I learned that you have to preserve them at temperatures of about minus 90 something degrees centigrade so you need uh, facilities high tech facilities to be able to acquire some of these vaccines vaccines and make them uh, to store them so that you can be able to uh, distribute to people mm. so that will just be the challenge for now but the issue of vaccine is uh, it's a good thing and it's, it's something that we we feel in no distant time um, it will be able to stem the tide uh, against the spread of this uh, infection if ever if majority of the population is able to be uh, vaccinated against the COVID-19 infection. But is it visible that we can all get vaccinated? Well, as I've said, because of the cost yes. of uh, getting some of the, acquiring some of these vaccines, it's quite uh, going to be difficult and tasking. But one thing we need uh, we need to know is that the vaccination may not necessarily be for all the population. One thing the government want to do is they will target the uh, popula the risk population, the risk population, especially the elderly, okay. uh, those who who work at the front um, frontline workers, the health workers, and other people, and those who have what we call comorbidities, okay, those with diabetes, hypertension. So those are the uh, group of people that need to be targeted, targeted, and vaccinated because they have high risks of succumbing to the effect of this uh, virus. Mm, so okay. and then at the end of the day, you can we have what we call heart immunity. If you have up to 40 to 50 percent of the population are vaccinated. The immunity will now cover us okay. and reduce the spread uh, of the infection. Thank you so much, doctor, for enlightening us. Can you say this for my household listeners? I know you're not okay. good with um, pigeon English, okay. so let's do it in house. Okay. Just a small recap. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jamaa Nagesua. Um, kabai da muke magana muna magana akan wannan cuta ne wanda ake kiran shi covid 19 uh, infection wannan cuta ne wanda yake da karfi sosai a wannan lokaci musamman mun sani cewa mutane da yawa sun kama sun kamu da wannan ciwo ba mutane da yawa kuma wannan ciwo ya kai ga rasa rayuwansu so muna gaya ma jama'a cewa ayi lura domin akwai abubuwa da yawa wanda aka ana mana bayani wanda zamu yi amfani da su domin kai musamu so Okay, thank you very much. So my people, we've now here waiting. He talks. Say make we day careful. Oh, make we day vigilant. Mm -hmm. Say this sickness, uh, this virus. Where we they talk about COVID nineteen. Say they real. Oh, even though you get people where no believe. Say COVID nineteen mm -hmm. day, but it they real. It they kill people. People they come down with COVID nineteen daily, and those one way their body not too strong mm. if they kill them so if you be say you fit come down with the sickness but then as god go come they uh, merciful to you you go come heal so some people they think say covid now just malaria or not just headache but now real something where we they talk about too. so make we day careful make we make we understand this covid well 
So my question now is, mm. if this pandemic is, if the pandemic is here with us and mm. is a major threat to us, why are people increasingly becoming apathetic uh, in their behaviors and behaviors or mitigations or what we need to curb this issue? People are not just adhering to. Let me let let let's not be, let's not um, say a hundred percent of people. But mm. if we look at suggestions, if mm. we observe what is happening, a lot of people don't really care. Sorry, please. Sorry for that. Uh, sorry for that um, little glitch. So my question is. Why are people, what is happening? We mm. have this pandemic with us. It is real. As I said earlier, people are coming down. People are dying. It's not just a matter of figures anymore. Mm. Yeah. People are dying. Why are we not paying attention? Why are we not observing these simple guidelines that will help mitigate this issue? Okay. Um. Thank you very much. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, please. We have a call. Hello. Hello. Hello, speak up. Good morning. Hello, good morning. Please speak up. Oh, sorry, we lost that call. Please call us back and the number to call is 0810008124. Okay, hello? Hello. Hello, good morning. Yes, it's Radio Mama. Radio Mama. Radio Mama. Good morning to our guest. You're speaking very well. Yeah. We con- will continue to talk until things start changing. Mm. You see, the problem with uh, this idea of uh, COVID-19 is not just sensitization. There is unbelief. And unbelief is a, it's a dangerous belief system. Mm. So now, for me, the, word, the way forward, <coughs> also, let me say to Pigeon, the way forward is not like this. Mm. Even if I uh, say uh, vaccine go day, the vaccine never reach out the motor, it never comes. Yes. So make we do the non uh, pharmaceutical uh, protocols, the way, the way they tell us, like wearing, wearing face masks, washing hands, uh, in, and then uh, avoid going to place where people feel like a thing, you know, if you know that any reason to go there. Then another one for school, now school will be my concern now. Like this school now, as they resume. I mean, I guess for the, this idea for the people where they say make school resume. If they still do need, need registration, then what thing will stop uh, school? The only thing they say, make the, the schools where get population. Make the standard classes. Make, make, make the school make all of them uh, come to at the same time. They still do timetable. Monday, Tuesday, SS1, two, three will come. Uh, the, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, SS3 will come like that. And then they will give them enough uh, assignment. That's all they do. This idea of say, even if uh, the federal government, they, they, they threaten, say if this thing continues, they will shut down. Even if they lock down, they don't, I don't believe in locking down uh, education. They must find a way where we'll do education, even if online or by radio. Even on like, it will be disaster, you know, and uh, some people will be very careful. I don't know if they, they follow this as they follow them. As they follow the news, Plateau don't get more than 6,000 plus. And yeah, people for Plateau, they have say nothing, they happen for here. When they, 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 they COVID-19 for Plateau, don't tie up. Anyway, let's talk about Nigeria. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Radio Mama, for your contribution. So, we are still talking about the apathy. People Mm. are not paying attention. Compliant. Mm. Yes. What's the problem? Why are we doing that? Well, um, uh, as we said, uh, the behavioral attitude of our people is one of the issues that we have. And then another thing, 
uh, we call in we call in preventive or public public, public medicine is what we call uh, poverty, ignorance, and disease. Okay, uh, usually this uh, forms what we call a vicious cycle to respect of diseases. So uh, a lot of people uh, are actually ignorant, and some people for for unknown reasons. Sorry, please okay. hold it. Hello. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Thank you very much. My name is Sadiq Umar. I'm calling from Tijuana, Sadiq, please, can we hear you? Yes, I will, I will first comment your case. You have spoken well. And secondly, I want to warn people that are saying that COVID is not believe in COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Actually, even though you not believe in COVID-19, it's better for you to keep quiet, not to voice it out, so that your neighbor will be safe, because COVID-19 is real. And secondly, the reason why people are not believing in the committee is the information. The way the government is giving out the information is not reaching the people at the grassroots. And the way the government is taking the issue, the enforcement, government are not serious. For example, now the the very the way the government is talking about community is when it comes to education. But when it comes to critical activity and other activities, they are not talking about community. And I'm also calling on the people to abide by the rules and regulation of this LTBC to let their assessment and do the useful. And the question is that what is the government are doing in terms of doing vaccination? We are denying that the vaccination is not rich us. But with this help of the vaccination is going to help. But not government to be talking that they are going to lock down the city or lock down the country. It's not going to be. And I'm calling on the schools also to abide by the rules and regulation of this COVID-19. Sadiq, very passionate. Thank you so much, Sadiq. We appreciate that. Hello. Okay, so hello. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Can we hello? have your name? Hello, good morning. Can we have your name? We can hear you. My, my name is Azikel. I'm calling from Kunga. Okay, Azik, go ahead. Thank you. I agree with your girl. Uh, your guest in the studio. I've been enjoying your conversation a lot. Thank you very much. Concerning this COVID-19, let me tell you one thing. You see, those they are they're supposed to need for example to give order to uh, the, the, the the people that the the control. Yes, COVID nineteen is is real. They are the one breaking the law. You understand? By by obeying this uh, 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 obeying the protocol. Uh, by the, from the government, you understand? Yes. That's why yeah, I personally I believe this COVID nineteen is real. But some people up to now they couldn't believe that COVID nineteen is real because politics have uh, this this uh, uh, issue of COVID nineteen uh, coronavirus. So I want government uh, let them to take this uh, coronavirus. Thank you very much, Azit Taylor from Kunga. Thank you so much for that contribution. Now, talking about this pandemic, yeah. you know, I, I read uh, N- NCDC were complaining mm. schools have resumed and then compliance is very low. Mm. Why are we behaving like this? We are grateful to God. God has been gracious to us in this yeah. part of the world because if we look at our death tolls, it's, mm. it's here is not com- very, mm. very. Mm. And then we are taking it for granted. What is the problem? Well, I've said uh, earlier, um, 
you know, ignorance is one of the uh, factors that is contributing to this. Uh, a lot of time, people want to say it's what they see, okay, that uh, they will believe. Some people yeah, are like that. The more you see, uh -huh. the so they must see first, yes. okay. What they hear, they don't really be mm -hmm. believe in it. So until maybe they feel until they are affected directly or indirectly, or until they have seen someone who has died from uh, COVID. the COVID, that's when they can believe that COVID is real. So please hold your thoughts. Okay. Hello. 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 Yes. 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 Okay, please, can we hear you? Yes, can you move away from your radio here? sets, please? Okay, uh, what is lacking here is lack of enforcement of laws by the government. Government is, is government responsibility to protect the last appropriate of the people. And if the people themselves refuse to follow the law, the government has taken responsibility and enforce the law. Why is it that the government is playing with this issue of corona? Okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much, John, for your contribution. That brings us to this other discussion. Mm. We'll add up to your thoughts. Yeah. Now, we have COVID-19 and um, we have the, N the NIMSI mm. registration going on. Now, how do we marry these two? We have a law that is telling us stay at home, lock mm. down, do this, prevent, and then another contradictory information is saying go out there, go and get your registration done. Now you see we have something conflicting. How do we marry that? Okay, um, thank you very much. Um, I think a few days ago, the president of the Nigerian Medical Association has uh, given a press conference and has advised the government of Nigeria to immediately suspend this ongoing NIM registration. For obvious reasons, uh, when you pass around the office uh, where registration has been carried out, you see a lot of people gathering in their numbers, people not subjecting themselves to any form of uh, of uh, protection in terms of using of nose masks or hands and or any form of uh, uh, guidance against this infection. So we feel that the fact that uh, this registration is not an emergency, uh, government should be able to halt the issue of the registration till we are able to overcome this virus that we have at the moment. I feel that government are playing double standard uh, when it comes to telling people to obey these protocols. At the same time, you are advising people to go out and get registered for NIM. I feel that this is uh, this is not right and this is unfortunate uh, because this can actually uh, propagate the spread of this virus across our communities and it's not healthy for our for our country. So if we got it right, the registration has stopped. So that's a very yeah. good one there. Mm. So thank you very much. So you were thank saying you. something. We were talking about yeah. the behavioral change. Yeah. I think one of the major issues, uh, people need to change the way uh, we think and the way we believe in our country. You know, It's not all about uh, what I see that I will believe, okay? Um, it's very important because there are a lot of uh, facts and evidence that is uh, that abound everywhere to show that this virus is quite deadly. People have... Uh, succumb to it. A lot of people in this state that we are aware have actually succumbed uh, to the effect of this virus. So people should change uh, their attitude towards what uh, they believe, okay? And I believe uh, this change should be able to start from the family, okay? The family is a unit of this community. So if there is any impact that we have, uh, any headway that we have in terms of controlling and holding the spread of this virus, it must start from the home, okay? The father, 
the mother must believe uh, in this uh, message and they must translate that, that same um, uh, message to the children that this virus is real. Okay, for people who are resuming to school, the, the, the parents should take time and advise them, you know, about ways in which they can prevent themselves from getting infected. Use of no, consistent and continuous use of nose masks, uh, use of uh, continuous use of um, hand uh, sanitizers and other things, you know. If you don't have any business going to the uh, crowd, going to uh, any um, public space, you don't need to go. So these are things that people should be conversant with and it must start from the family. You know, after the family, we now uh, talk about the community. The community leaders should also be involved. It's not only the role and responsibility of the government to disseminate this information. The community leaders themselves should also pass the message down to their members that this virus is there and it's real, and they must obey the protocols that has been set in line to prevent the, the spread of this virus. Another uh, group of persons that need to act uh, will be the religious uh, leaders. Okay. We also need to advise the advise them that they should also stand their ground and ensure that their followers, okay, obey the protocols. And in doing that, you have a holistic approach towards taming uh, the spread of this virus and uh, in our community. Okay, thank you very much for those wonderful tips on our behavioral change. I think yeah. we should take a break now, and when we come back, okay. we'll talk about this more better. Okay. Let's take a break. a better place make nigeria a better place make plateau state a better place we've been talking with dr atu i'm sorry i can't yeah. pronounce the second <laughs> name but uh it's been interesting here in the studio talking about covid19 apathy mm. um just before you we went on that break you gave us some things some steps we should take for this behavioral change now observations have shown that people are really getting weary that's what mm. we were talking about yeah. are there other constructive ways for us to deal with covid19 we are we've been told to use our masks to wash our hands 
those measures are, is that what would protect us um, from this COVID? And then, if yes or no, are there other constructive ways for us to deal with this issue? Considering the fact that people are tired, are getting tired of this uh, regular, mm. uh, circular washing hands, using masks, and all of that. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, the best treatment for COVID-19, okay, infection is actually prevention. Okay. And the WHO, in uh, its wisdom, have uh, outlined protocols as a guiding light uh, for us as a people to follow so that we can be able to stem the tide against the spread of this infection. And one of it is the use of the nose marks. And it is very important to mention at this point that the use of um, uh, face marks is not just when you are just going out, for instance, uh, to a public place. That's when people wear it, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, because there is, a, there is a notice there that you must put on your nose mask before coming in. No, you must, we must be consistent, okay? That's what we call consistent and continuous use of the nose marks. That is the only way. Uh, that we, we can we'll be able to achieve reduction in the spread of this virus. Uh, people must, uh, the use of nose masks actually prevents against uh, the spread of this infection very well, okay? So, be, so we get you right. Yes. We have to, we, we should continue using these masks. Exactly. We shouldn't get wary of yes. using them. Uh, people should okay. not be get, uh, tired of using it. People mm. must use it appropriately, consistently, and continuously. Mm. That's one way, okay? Another thing is the hand hygiene. Okay, um, it is very important that you know some of the, the virus has been found to survive uh, on surfaces for up to seven to eight hours. Okay, so it's why that is why it's important for people to uh, walk around, move around with their hand sanitizers, just in case you touch surfaces where someone who uh, who does not have uh, who is not using the nose marks and cough on that surface, you know, and um, maybe fortunately, uh, unfortunately, you now come and lay a hand on it, and you now carry it and touch your face and so on. You now, you now uh, infect yourself. So that's why it's important that people, you know, after moving around, touching things, you need to also use the, the, the hand sanitizer to clean your hand. So that's that's one way. So all these measures are very important. And then the issue of avoiding um, a crowd, okay, is very important. People should not go to places that they're not supposed to go. You have, if you have no business going there, don't go, especially for our... The elderly population, okay, and those who have comorbidities, we don't advise them to move around to such places so that they can, because they can get infected. So other new things that I believe uh, to also help to cope this, uh, the spread of the virus includes sustained media campaign. And this one, this uh, avenue uh, is also a very good avenue that I want to encourage us, that people, that the, the media house should also carry this message down to the community and sustain it so that people will be aware, you know, through that you can be able to convince one or two persons to change their attitude and their belief towards uh, this virus. And that will also help to reduce the spread okay. of the virus. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. So we spoke about the behavioral change and you yeah. made mention of the family mm. and you made mention of our clergy, right? Mm. If I got you right. Yeah. So if we're talking about COVID-19, mm. uh, what can we do to remedy this apathy that we have? Can it be remedied? Yeah, the remedy is what we have been talking about. Okay, the the use the encouragement of the uh, compliance to the protocols given out. That is one way that can remedy and reduce the spread of this infection. 
is a one and number one way. For now, we don't have vaccines to say that, okay, if we have vaccines, we are, I'm vaccinated, I can now return to my normal uh, way of life, you know. For now, we don't have them. They're not available. So the best way to remedy uh, COVID-19 infection in Nigeria is actually prevention against the infection and the spread of this virus. Thank you. Thank you so much. And the mm. best of the best way is for us to change our mentality, yeah. to remember that COVID is real. It is mm. out there. It has killed many. And God forbid, it is still killing. Yeah. So we have to be very, very careful. Mm. We at Tech and Peace Desk, we encourage people to mm. stick to the preventive practices. Mm. Wash your hands. Have your hand sanitizers in mm. your bags. I don't think it's a crime if a man has it in his pocket yeah. too. So you have your mask and then social distance. Mm. So that is our message from Tech and Peace Dex. Thank mm. you very much, Dr. Atu, for this wonderful conversation. It was very thank interesting. You. Thank you very much for You're enlightening welcome. us. Yeah. Listener, we thank you for your time. And then our time here has been exhausted. Mm. It's this is the much we can take for today. We promise to be back next week, Tuesday, with another interesting package. The program has been Village Square, and it was brought to you by Tech and Peace Desk with support from Church in Actions, Netherlands. Mm. And it was worthwhile having you, I hope, and I pray that you have been properly educated, you have been informed today, and you've been enlightened that COVID-19 is real mm. and is still killing people. So please do stay safe. Stay safe for yourself, stay safe for your family, stay safe for mm. your loved ones. Thank you very much for listening. On behalf of the executive producer, Helen Philemon Haggai, the producer, Red John Red the co-producer Joseph Ojedeji. Village Square was created by Kabiru Sabo. The entire crew and uh, staff of Taken Peace Desk, I am Gloria Pa saying goodbye, stay safe, and God bless. When it's all being said and done, the Village Square is where we all belong. It is where our voices are heard. One village, One village many voices. Many. From the stables of Take and Peace Desk comes the Village Square radio meeting supported by Church in Action, Netherlands. Village Square, local issues with global perspective. Join us on Highland 101.5 FM Jaws every Tuesday from 10 a.m. to 10.45 a.m. Let's meet at the Village Square. You want Highland FM 101.5 Breath of Unity Mr. Bumba is taking on the page Yaman Pretty Bamba Pretty Bamba Tell him man shut up Okay Yeah, tell him man shut up Who are you talking to? They follow me to find a cubic Say you know this is the style So they play with you Say the level not to clear What you trying to do? Shut up Who are you talking to? They follow me to fire cubicle. So you know the city stacks, so they talk. Shed the level not to clear what you tryna do. Big flash, big bang.